This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Well, isn't it good to be born in one of the greatest nations in all the world? Hallelujah. Can we be thankful? Glory to God. I mean to tell you what a privilege it is for us. Now, of course, you know, these in recent days, (laughs) people have gone kind of stupid. But that doesn't mean you have to. Amen? Thank God we can rejoice in the goodness of God. What a nation we live in. And the people who were willing to hazard their lives, literally, so that we can enjoy the freedom that we have. Glory to God forevermore. Amen? Isn't it good? Amen. So don't ever let go of your heritage. You know, people, you know, it's like now they don't believe in patriotism. They don't believe in nationalism. They don't believe in nothing. I don't know what they believe in. But I tell you what, praise God, it was because of a bunch of God-fearing people that you and I get to enjoy the freedom and the liberty that we have. Amen? So God bless them. Praise God. Amen. Well, anyway, did y'all bring a Bible with you? Let's open our Bibles this morning. want to wish you a happy Fourth of July, and uh, hopefully you had a chance to go someplace and, and uh, see a few fireworks, and if not, maybe you still will. Maybe it's in your future. Maybe you don't care. I don't know. You know, sometimes people, you know, it's kind of like Friday night, Joan and I, we went out for a bite to eat together. And, well, by the time we got done eating, it's like six thirty, seven o'clock. And we're going to have to wait for like ever, you know, before it gets dark. Well, you know, might as well go home. Well, that was a mistake. Because when you go home, you're done. Okay, that's it. Yeah, we'll watch the fireworks from here, even though we can't see them. You know, that kind of thing. But you know what? Praise God, we enjoyed it. I'm sure we'll have another opportunity before it's all over with. Glory to God. Let's open our Bibles to 1 John, the first epistle uh, of John in chapter 4, if you can find that opening in your Bibles. Talked to you a little bit this morning about a few things. and Let's trust the Holy Ghost today. Amen? You know, it's all right to come and and uh, be in church and have some fellowship with others of like precious faith, but we want to hear from heaven, don't we? You know, praise God. Let there be an encouragement of the Spirit of God that comes to each and every one of us in our uh, place of need. How I many of you know God knows your needs better than you do? And praise God, He is so interested in meeting those needs if we'll listen and act on what it is that he has said. Praise God. So we're going to endeavor to do our best here this morning. So let's pray together and uh, we'll see what he has to say. Father, we love you so much. And we thank you for this portion of our service today. And God, I just, uh, we pause just for this moment, Father, because you said in your word that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And so, Father, we lift up those who fear your name that stand in office and in places of authority, Father, who bear the name of Jesus, Father, who stand for that which is righteous. And Father God, we pray for them today, that God, that you would uphold them, that you would strengthen them, that you would keep them, that others would be added to them, Father God, that light would continue to shine in the midst of darkness. And Father God, I thank you that no weapon formed against us shall ever prosper, Hallelujah, that every voice, every tongue that rises up against you, Father, you will condemn. This is our heritage, Father, and our righteousness is of you. So, we thank you today, Father, for this land we live in. And we thank you for your divine order. And we thank you, Father God, for your ability to change the matters in this nation. And so we invoke you, Father, we ask you to intervene, to move in the behalf of the righteous. We thank you, Father God, for exposing that which is corrupt. And we thank you, Father God, for punishment and justice being meted out in these matters. And we thank you, Father God, that praise God in the midst of all the adversity, that God, you're still the one that's on the throne. And so we rejoice in your goodness and mercy. Help us, Father, to be those that are light, that are salt in the world today. And we thank you, Lord God, for unction. We thank you, Father God, for the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord God, for that which you have provided for each and every one of us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. 
All right. Well, look with me. My text this morning is 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Hallelujah. This is a good word for you. If you were discouraged before you came, this will make you excited. You believe that? Listen to what it says. Now, you know the Bible is God speaking to you, right? You know that the Bible is a love letter that's been written from the heart of your father to you. And, you know, sometimes people don't look at it that way, but I do. You know, whenever I look at the Bible, praise God, I realize that God is trying to tell me something. And guess what? God's always right. I don't know if you knew that or not. A lot of folk, they're still kind of wondering about that. But trust me, he's always right. Glory to God. You happy you're in church today? It's all right to laugh, you know. Come on now. You lighten up a little bit, will you? Glory to God. Amen. But notice what it says here. It says, you are of God, little children. Hallelujah. And have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now I want you to, let's read this again. I want you to think about what it is that the writer, John, is writing to you and I. Now if you're born of the Spirit of God, this has great application. But notice what he says. You're of God, little children. Everybody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. The them he's talking about is the spirit of Antichrist that's in the world today. All of this stuff you hear, you know, that's anti-God, anti-church, anti-believer, anti-Christian. The Bible says you're of God, little children, and you have over, have, 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 have overcome them. And here's the reason why. Because greater, everybody say greater. Greater is he that is in you, hallelujah, than the devil that is in them. Are you listening to me? Thanks for your enthusiasm. A few of you, we're still working on a few of you, but we'll get there. Greater is he that is in you. Everybody say greater again. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This morning I want to talk to you about the greater one. You know, as you know, I mean, we live in a fallen, mixed up, goofed up, messed up world. But thank God Jesus came. Aren't you glad for that? Hallelujah. People become hostile toward God, hostile toward the church and its people, hostile toward Christianity and believers, even hostile toward the Word of God. People don't want you to talk to them about the Word of God because the Word is truth. People don't like to hear that. If you're you're hiding in the weeds and you're down in the darkness, you don't want to hear the truth. Are you listening to me? But thank God it is. You know, we just got done reading. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Singing it. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching what? On. It's the truth that sets people free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So at the same time, you know, as we live in this world, there are many in this world that are searching. They really are. You know, they're searching for the answer, searching for truth, searching for peace and and security in a mixed up world. And the truth of the matter is that the answer that they're looking for is in Jesus the King and a relationship with Him. Hallelujah changes everything. Because it puts you on the victor's side. He said, you're of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You know, there is no peace without a relationship with Jesus. If you don't know him, you don't have peace. Hallelujah. You know? And so it's important for us to understand, you know, it says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And you can't, you know, unless you have peace with God, you can't experience the peace of God. But when you have peace with God, then thank God you can have the peace of God. There are a lot of folk, they're mad, they're angry, they're all kind of this and that and the other. And the answer to all of their problems is found in the man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, if you want peace, if you want joy, if you want, you know, to be settled, praise God, and established, the answer is found in Him. 
And thank God we can come to him at any time and glory to God receive everything that we need. Because you see, I mean, oh, thank God, when you know him, I mean, when you know him, how many of you know him today? When you know him, whoo, when you know him and walk in the light and the fellowship that he has, hallelujah, he's the one who calms the storms. He's the one who provides the way. He's the one who shows you the path. He's the one that puts you over in life. He's the one that causes you to overcome. He's the one who gives you what you need so that you can enjoy heaven's very best. Glory to God. Isn't that good? You know, I mean, Today in the world, I mean, the world's peddling fear. You know, you got to get your shot. So we all get our shot. Well, now the shot's not good enough. You still got to do this. You got to do that. And there's a variant now. So y'all ought to lock yourselves back up again. Go crawl in a hole somewhere. I mean to tell you, dude, that's, that is set on fire of hell. Are you listening to me? You say, can you say that? Already did. The truth will set you free. Huh? Hallelujah. Everybody say, thank God for the blood. Yeah, I tell you, the blood was sufficient. Are you listening to me? And you know, well, I don't need to get into all that. No. There is such a strong temptation going on right now in my life. I mean, there is a war. I mean, a struggle going on about the path that I could go on, but I'm not going to do it. Aren't you glad for that? Thank God he gives me the victory. <clears throat> but the world, they peddle fear, and they do it for one reason and one reason alone, and that is to keep people bound. But thank God the Bible says the Word of God is not bound. And whom the sun sets free is what? Free. free indeed. So anything that causes bondage, slavery, and all that other nonsense, praise God, you can just say, passez-vous. Go somewhere else, man, not here. Because we're going to enjoy the life that Jesus came to give us. Because there is no fear in love. And the Bible says that God is love. And that the love of God is towards us. How many of you know that's for sure? Because he gave his son, the Lord Jesus. And aren't you glad that there's nothing that can snatch you out of the clutches of his love? I mean, I don't care what happens to you, man. I'm telling you, God loves you and he cares about you. I had a little, sh well, it wasn't a little shirt because I'm kind of a, you know, I'm, I'm, well, I'm a big target. And I had this shirt on, it says, God loves you. So I go into the grocery store, and I tell you what, people are looking at me like a calf at a new gate. But you know, the message was true. I'm telling you what, God loves you. Whether you believe it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you accept it or not, God so loved the world that he was willing to give his, his son as a ransom for everyone so that we could live, so that we wouldn't perish, so that we could have everlasting life, so that we could have life and life more abundant, so that we can enjoy heaven's very best. That's why Jesus came. Well, you know, it's like a new thought. Here's a billboard walking into the grocery store. It says, God loves you. They're going, huh, how about that? Well, he does. Are you listening to me? There's no fear in love. Here's something the Apostle Paul said. And you know, Paul went through some stuff. Can we all agree? I mean, his life was not uh, the most pleasant at times, all of which he did for the gospel's sake. But he said, who can separate us from the love of God or the love of Christ? Can tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sleep, uh, sleep for the hotter, sheep for the slaughter. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, he says, in all these things... Everybody say, all of them. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
For I am persuaded that neither death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, nor height, depth, or any other creature is ever going to be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. You're His. The Bible says that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. In other words, He's put a seal on you and it says, you're mine. Hallelujah. So, you know, in spite of whatever it is that's going on or whatever failings that we may have, aren't you glad because of the blood of Jesus and the mercy of God that you and I belong to him as children of God and that we can rejoice, glory to God, in our heritage and what it is that he's done for us. Let me talk to you about the greater one, our great God. I'm telling you, God is great. And greatly to be praised, isn't he? He deserves our devotion. He deserves our praise. He deserves to hear your voice. Not the preacher's voice, but your voice in terms of his greatness. When you think about Israel and their deliverance, you know, his, his love toward Israel, his greatness toward Israel. The Bible says that, that um, Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, he made this statement. He says, blessed be the Lord. You know, in other words, they're out of Egypt now. He's witnessed what's happened. He says, blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, out of the hand of Pharaoh, who has delivered the people Uh, under the hand of the Egyptians. Everybody say, delivered. Delivered. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say, I've been delivered. Say it again. You've been delivered. I've been delivered. Glory to God, I've been delivered. Hallelujah, you've been not gonna be, you are. Now, if you don't believe that, well, then you're in another place. But I tell you what, praise God, you've been delivered. And so when Jethro's given testimony, when he sees what it is that God did with this nation in delivering them out of the hand of the Egyptians, he made this statement, now I know. In other words, he had proof. He said, now I know that the Lord is greater than all God's. For in the thing wherein he has dealt proudly, or they have done, dealt proudly, he was and is above them. You know, the Pharaoh never thought for one moment that he was ever going to lose his grip on the hand of those people. But God had another idea. You know, when it comes to your life and mine, you know, the devil might tell you you're never going to be free. It'll never change. You'll never have happiness. You'll never be able to enjoy this or that or the other. Listen to me, dear friends, this morning. I want to tell you that's a lie. I'm telling you, God is on your side. And the Bible says that if God is for you, who can be against you? Glory to God forevermore. Now, let's talk about these three Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and away we go. Remember him? Them? You know? And they said, we are not going to bow, and we are not going to burn. God will deliver us. And even if he doesn't, we're never, ever going to bow down to that image you've made. Man, that's powerful. I said, that's powerful. And so they're standing there doing this. They end up in that fiery furnace, and glory to God, Jesus shows up with them. There was a fourth man in that fire, and thank God he was there. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. When you stand up for him, I'm telling you, God will be at your side. Glory to God. Now, you know, in the moment, it may not look that way, but I tell you what, he'll show up. I said, he'll show up. I said, he's going to show up. He's going to be there right when you need him to be. Well, when it was all over with, Nebuchadnezzar's looking down in that furnace and going, wow, man. He said, after it was over with, he said, come on out of there. And they never even, you know, smelled of smoke or nothing. And he made this decree. He says, I make a decree in all of my kingdom. And he said this, that every people, 
and nation and language which speak anything amiss or against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses will be made a dunghill. That's not a happy thought. Now listen to this. Because there is no God. Everybody say no God. There is no God or no other God that can deliver after this sort. There is no other God that can do that. Woo, he's a smart man. So while you look at all this stuff, the degradation, you know, the failure, the falling, and all of these things that are going on, listen to me, God is going to have the last word. And as long as you keep your eyes on him, hallelujah, and stand up strong, be accounted for, don't be ashamed, be the child of God that he has called you to be. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater, everybody say greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You know, the Bible talks about the people of the world, how they profess themselves to be wise and they become fools. It's foolish, the stuff you hear. So why should we even give it a moment's thought? We shouldn't. Well, then, of course, there's Israel, there's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and then there's you. Me? You. Me? You. Hallelujah. You know, what he's shown towards you in terms of the new birth, being born of the Spirit of God. I mean, one of the most miraculous things that has ever occurred happened to you, child of God, when he took away your sins, washed you in his blood, made you his own, and called you a child of God. You, my friend, you are something else. Are you listening to me? And it's a good thing, glory to God. The Bible says, you know, think about it with me. The new birth, being born again, is a miracle. It is the miracle working power of God to change the nature of a human being from that of death and sin to life. And only God could do that. There was one way it could be done. He was willing to pay the price. He sent his son. And thank God today you and I are enjoying the blessing of God. Let's live like it. I said let's live like it. Let's enjoy what it is. Let's declare what he's done. Let's, let's, let's be the people that God wants us to be in these last days. Can you say amen? The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. Aren't you glad old things have passed away? I sure am. Hallelujah. Thank God, you know, the devil, he starts bringing up your past, you can say, it's under the blood. Did you hear me? Hallelujah. That guy died, and a new one has come. I'm a new creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Old things have passed away. No, he said, you are of God, little children. You know, you ought to get up in the morning and say, guess what, Bubba? Go in the mirror and say, you are of God. And you may, you know, there won't be any inspiration behind that because you just got up. Here's all whatever, picking up signals and, you know, different things like that. And breast bad, the whole thing. But don't let that deter you. Make it your declaration. I am of God. Hallelujah. I am a child of God, and I have overcome them. Not because of me, but because of him. Why? Because greater, everybody say greater. Greater, greater is he, greater is he, greater is he that is in you than he that's in this world. I don't think sometimes we live with much of a consciousness of him being in us, huh? I think we carry ourselves differently, don't you think? Yeah. So I think that it behooves all of us, praise God, 
to do just that, to become more conscious of His indwelling presence. If you're born of the Spirit of God, the greater one has come to indwell you. Hallelujah. It's supernatural what He has done. He has snatched you out from, from the midst of the tyranny and the penalties of sin. Snatched you out. Woo! Glory to God. And given you His new life so that you can live. And not only that, he's placed his very presence on the inside of you, bam! So that glory to God, you can live like a king. The Bible says that we are kings and priests unto our God. But you know, sometimes our mindset, you know, is this defeated kind of, you know, just barely get along and hope it all works out and whatever. But I'm telling you, my friend, you're a king's kid. And you ought to act like one. Come on, we're not the defeated, we're the ones that have overcome. Are you listening to me? You know, it's a sad commentary in Christianity sometimes. You know, you start preaching victory, and you know, you start preaching what the Bible talks about, and people, you know, they don't get it. Huh? Hey, come on, there's something he has done. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. If you're a world overcomer, act like one. Are you listening to me? Woo, glory to God. Happy Fourth of July. It's a new kind of independence. Amen. By the blood of Jesus. You know, under the old covenant, people didn't have this. You guys are blessed. You're supernaturally blessed. You know, the only, the, 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 the presence of God or the power of God or the ability of God was only on the prophet, priest, and king. And then a few others, you know, walking around like Gideon or something, you know. But other than that, they didn't have what it is that you have. Oh, to cherish his presence in our lives. He said to be holy because I'm holy. And thank God you can be that way because he made you able. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. John, when he's writing about this in our text, he's talking about the power that resides within it. You are of God, little children. Everybody say, I'm of God. You're, I mean, if you're born again, you are of God. And you have, 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 overcome them. Them who? Them that speak disparagingly of God. The spirit of anti-Christ. It's everywhere. But you've overcome, so don't worry about it. Huh? Let them say they're junk. You know, it don't matter. Praise God. We win. You win. I mean, you could, you could, you could screw this whole thing up so bad that it would never be fixable, and God still will redeem you. Woo! Glory to God. Everybody say, we win. You win. I mean, no matter what, because of the blood and because of his having sealed you with that blood, you win. You say, well, what's the difference between, you know, the one who's got the victory and the one who wants the victory? Well, number one, you got to realize you already have the victory. And then you got to start walking in and believing in that victory. If you don't believe it, I mean, you know, praise God, there's only so much a person can tell you, Mary. You know, if you don't believe it, what can you do? Believing is a choice. Well, I don't believe that. That's your choice. Huh? Or you can believe. Now, listen, the Bible says that heaven and earth are going to pass away, but my word will never, everybody say never. It will never pass away. When you get to heaven, this is what, you know, this is what you'll hear. Are you ready? God will say to you, I told you so. He told you so. He told you so. He told you so. He told you so. Right here in the book. So thank God you and I have the privilege. Listen, it is a privilege. It is an honor for you and I to have this book. Yes. 
and to be able to believe it. Wow. What a blessing. Amen. So John's writing about the power of God that's within the born-again believer. And, and listen, you know, you have to understand that this was a plan that God hatched before the foundations of the world. And yes, it, it took all this time and Israel's history and all of this and, you know, times and seasons of silence where there was no word of the Lord, no prophetic word. And, but all of this time, God is doing People right now, you know, they're all you know, jacked up about what, don't you worry about it. God is doing what he said he will do. And the timing is perfect. Huh? I mean, he's got this thing going on. So you just trust him. You rejoice in him. You thank God. Praise God. He's coming again. He's going to unlatch the door, baby. And I tell you what, all of heaven's going to show up. And I guarantee you that whatever's in the way is going away. Glory to God forevermore. His glory shall be revealed. Amen. Wow. I mean, wow. Think about what you have, what a future you've got. Glory to God. And again, he'll be there saying, I told you so. I told you so. Hallelujah. So you might as well start believing it now. Huh? Don't, 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 go, don't wait and then go, yeah, you were right. You know, no, man, come on. Let's believe him today. This is what he said. Hallelujah. This is, you know, you being born again is, is so much more significant than what some people realize. And sometimes we take it for granted. But I'm telling you what, dude, you're a child of God. And you were blood washed and blood bought, purchased with his own blood so that you could have life and have it more abundantly. He prophesied through Jeremiah. He said, the days are coming that I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel. Not according to the one that I made with their fathers. And, you know, they divorced me and all of that, even though I was a husband to them. But he goes on then to say that this is the covenant that I'm going to make with the house of Israel after those days. I'm going to put my laws, the word of God, in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. And will be their God and they shall be my people. No one's going to be teaching his neighbor saying, you know, know the Lord. They're all going to know me. Woo! Glory to God. Aren't you glad this morning that you know him? Huh? Come on. He said, they're all going to know me from the least of them unto the greatest. Hallelujah. And he said, here's the reason why. Because I will forgive their iniquities and I will remember their sin no more. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for what it is that you've done. And in another place, when Joel was writing, he said, it will come to pass that I am going to pour out. Everybody say, pour out. Yeah, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Your old men <laughs> is going to dream dreams. Your young men are going to see visions. And upon my servants and handmaidens, in those days, I'm going to pour out the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And then he said he was going to show wonders and signs and the sun, you know, being turned into darkness, the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it's going to come to pass that whosoever that will call on the name of the Lord is going to be saved, is going to be delivered, is going to be redeemed. Glory to God. That's what God said by his prophet. And the fact is, is that's, that, you know, that's what makes redemption and freedom and joy and peace possible. What he has done. Hallelujah. Everybody say, thank God for what he's done. Thank God for what he's done. And you know what? He did it for you. He did it for me. And so we can rejoice, glory to God, in what it is that he's done for us. And not to mention the fact, he said in those days, it's going to come to, listen, you're living in it. You're living in them days. We're not living in the day of Jeremiah. We're not living in the day of Joel. We're living in the day of the church. How many of you know the church is not some social club? It is the ecclesia, those that have been purchased with the blood of Jesus that have been called out from amongst them. Hallelujah. 
So glory to God, you are a privileged group of people. Hallelujah. You know, this is, I mean, the new birth, baby, it was one of the most momentous and significant acts in all of history. Now, there's another one coming, his return. But I mean, that first time around, baby, he did something, and he did it for you so that you and I could live and have life. You know, Jesus made these statements. Let's just listen to what he said. He said, we're talking about the new birth. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray or ask the Father, and he'll give you another comforter that he may abide with you. What's the next word? Forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive or accept because it sees him not, neither does it know him. But you know him, for he dwells with you. Hey, and he's going to be in you. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. Everybody say, I'm not comfortless. You are not comfortless. Sometimes we may feel like we are. We may wonder, God, where are you at in this whole deal? But he said, I will not leave you comfortless. Woo! Glory to God. I'm telling you, that's shouting ground right there. He'll take care of you. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter won't come to you. But if I depart, I'm going to send him. I'm going to send him. I'm going to send him. How many of you believe that Jesus tells the truth? He said, I have many things to say to you now, but you cannot bear them. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself, but whatever he hears, that will he speak, and he will show you things to come. He's going to glorify me. He's going to receive a mine and show it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I that he will take a mine and show it to you. And then when Luke was writing, he says, you know, in, in, in the narrative and talking about what Jesus said, he said, behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you. You know, God makes good on his promises. Hallelujah. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But you tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with, does anybody know the next word? Power. You wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. Power meaning ability, dunamis, strength. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I have his power. Yeah, no, he's in you, and you have his power. Well, I don't feel very power. Well, you got power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes on you. That's in, in the book of Acts when he was writing. Being assembled together, he commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but blessed be God, you are going to get baptized with the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, yee-haw. Come on, let's wear a cowboy hat and say, yee-haw. Because he said, you're going to be baptized, immersed, imbued with the power of the living God, not many days. 11 days later, guess what? He showed up. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak the Word of God with boldness. You know, one of the characteristics of a child of God who knows what he's talking about is that he's bold. Not ashamed. He's bold. I said he's bold. Everybody say, I'm as bold as a lion. You keep telling yourself that. It's true. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, well, anyway. There's a lot of things that he said. Jesus said a lot of things. And I'm telling you what, praise God. Listen, my brother, my sister, you are not without aid. You know, when you, when you don't know what to do, when you're needing wisdom, if you're want, needing peace, if you need, you know, whatever it is that you need, you're not without aid. You need to call on him. 
Praise God. And you need to accept what it is that he provides for you by faith. Say, I've got it now. Glory to God. I believe that I receive the peace I need, the wisdom I need, the counsel I need, the joy I need, whatever it is that you need. Hallelujah. Yeah. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Yeah, well, I don't feel like it. Well, thank God we don't have to walk by the way we feel. But we sure enough can walk by what it is he said. Amen? Feelings will come. We'll just start with walking by with what he said. Huh? You know, thank God. I mean, he's made you an overcomer. You say, I don't really much feel like one, and I don't think I even look like one. Well, thank God. Again, we are not concerned with the way you feel or how you look. Now, if you could fix it up a little bit, that'd be great. But I'm just telling you, glory to God, this isn't about you. This is about him. This is about what he's done and what you and I believe as children of God in this earth. Hallelujah! I mean, God wants to take up some territory in these last days. The Bible says he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. But you and I can hasten his coming by being the church and doing what it is that he's called us to do. Woo! Glory to God. I should have got a better amen than that. You know, talk about independence. Everybody say, I have his power. power. Everybody say, I am who he says I am. am Everybody say, I love what he loves. loves. Everybody say, you can do. No, no, I can do what he says I can do. Hallelujah, I wrote you. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, I. Amen. You can do whatever it is he tells you you can do. If he says that you're an overcomer, you're an overcomer. If he says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, then greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Are you listening to me? So why are we so down in the mouth? Why is it that we're so, you know, disheartened? The psalmist of old said, he's talking to his own soul. He said, why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, because I am going to continue to declare that in his presence there's power. Hallelujah. Yeah, we'll go through stuff, and there'll be people that say things, and, you know, maybe stuff goes sideways, and it didn't turn out the way we thought it would. But I'm telling you, God's still God. And he's a faithful God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I tell you what, he can redeem whatever it is that we mess up. I mean, you talk about being set free. You talk about independence. Ah, Jesus, he made it possible for us. Glory to God. Because you've been set free and filled with his power. People say, but how does that work? I mean, you know, how do you, how do you kind of get that thing going in your life, you know? Because, like, like I'd like to have me some of that. Well, let me ask you an important question this morning. When's when's the last time you spent some time praying in the Holy Ghost? Don't answer. When's the last time you spent some time praying in the Holy Ghost? The Bible says, you beloved, building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. No, no, that's not what we do. We, We listen to every Tom, Dick, and Harry and whatever this person or that person is saying, and we fill our minds and we fill our hearts with nothing but junk about somebody that's saying whatever, and they don't even know the truth. But what we could do is we could spend some time in the presence of God, and we could begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and lift up our voices to the one who purchased us with his own blood. For out of your own spirit, you'll speak mysteries. Hallelujah. Divine secrets before God. You know, but we don't do that. You know, that's the reason why a lot of folk don't. You know, a lot of people, when it comes to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they don't even know what they believe. They're really not sure what, you know, if it has much value. Why? You better get clear, because I'll guarantee you, you're going to need him. We better divinely flow in the plan that he has for us instead of what our natural mind and human reasoning has, because you'll get beat every time. Well, you know, Pastor, you don't have to, you know, you have to get all stirred up about it. Yeah, 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 yes, you do. I know times, you know, I think about this with uh, 
Joe Morris when he comes. A prophet, a prophet comes and stands in this pulpit and declares to us the known will of God, the truth of God's word. And you know one of the things that is challenged, that challenges him the most is the unbelief of people. And he has to stand here and cut through, or any place for that matter, he's got to cut through the unbelief of people in order to get the truth to those that are hungry and want to hear it. You know, we all sit and we listen and this and that and the other, but I'm telling you, you're making choices all the time. You're listening to what I'm saying, and you're filtering it. You know, you're deciding what it is that's going to, you know, what you're going to receive and what you aren't. Oh, the pastor is pretty stirred up today, you know, I mean, yeah, whatever. But he'll be all right, praise God. Come Sunday afternoon, he'll take his nap and he'll be back to normal. No, I won't! I am not going to be back to normal, whatever your normal is. We, we need to get this right. You only get one chance on this merry-go-round, dude. We were talking about, you know, being filled with his power and set free and how that works. Well, one thing is spend a little time with God and pray. Amen? Daniel and those three others, I mean, praise God, they had a, a habit. Everybody say habit. Yeah, they prayed with Daniel three times a day before God. Well, when the storm came, guess what? Daniel was ready. You say, well, I can't pray three times a day. Dear God, people think I'm nuts. We're not here to please the world. We're not here for their approval. Are you with me? And I'm not saying that you have to, you know, stand out there in the middle of a street corner and say, hey, by the way, I'm praying because the pastor said I need to do something here, so um, here I am. Don't cast your pearl before the swine. You just take it, praise God, spend some time with him, and let God speak to your heart and minister. I guarantee you, I promise you, that if you'll spend 20 minutes praying in the Holy Ghost, when you're done, you will be spiritually edified. And if you aren't, you come, I'll give you 20 bucks. Okay? You, that's my deal. You just pray in the Holy Ghost for 20 minutes. You say, my God, I've never prayed in, you know, like three minutes is a bunch. No, just tell your mind to shut up. Just pray for 20 minutes. I will guarantee you that when you're done, you'll be edified. And if you're not, you come and my wife will give you 20 bucks. <laughs> Well, what's mine's thine, you know, that whole thing. She'll, she'll settle up with you. Let me ask you this question. We're talking about how this works. I talked to you about prayer and what that can do for you. But when's the last time you consciously declared who you are in him? When's the last time you woke up and said, oh, Father, glory to God, the greater one's on the inside of me. I thank you, Lord. You purchased me with your own blood and made me your child. Hallelujah. Thank God, Father, you gave me victory over all the things that are in the world so that, thank God, I don't have to be used as a rug by the devil. Wow. When's the last time that happened? Well, I haven't declared anything for like forever. Might be a good place to start. You know, if you just remind yourself of who you are, you could probably get blessed. You say, can I do that? <laughs> Does a bear have fur? Come on, yes. When those evil thoughts and all that harassing and that haranguing of hell that comes to defeat you, all the negative kinds of thoughts that he brings against you, and your mind. It's in those times when you need to just pull her up, say, wait just a minute, devil. And you need to start talking about how big your God is. And I will guarantee you again for 20 bucks that not very long after you do that, you won't hear him anymore. Because he's a liar. Huh? Anything that is, you know, trying to corkscrew you into the ground, 
in your human reasoning about your insufficiencies and you know how short you are in the in in the things of this life and what you don't have and what you should be doing and all these man dude that's from hell i said it's from hell let me say it one more time that's from hell hallelujah the bible says that the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the life of the believer is intended to be. So if it isn't like that, then glory to God, we got to make up a little time, don't we? We got to say, wait a minute, it's time for a praise break. Years ago, when we came up with that idea, I thought, man, I like that. You know, when you're in the middle of that battle or whatever it is that's going on, you say, well, time out, time for a praise break. Because praise stills the enemy and the avenger. It puts the devil on the run. Why? Because you're declaring. You're declaring. You're declaring how big your God is. Hallelujah. And the devil hates it. Huh? Woo! Glory to God. (laughs) Glory to God. People spend hours on end listening to what the world and the devil tells them. And then they expect they're going to get a little word from God on Sunday morning. And that's going to put them over in life. That isn't what this is about, dude. This isn't something you compartmentalize and say, okay, I went to church. Church is your life, man. Jesus is your life. Not even really the church is your life. Jesus is your life. Huh? You put Jesus on a shelf until Sunday? Huh? Is that what you do? Say, oh, oh. Shine him up a little bit, put him in your pocket, go to church. You know, you get done with church, you go change your clothes, and you got him in here, you know. So you get your clothes off, you pull him back out, put him on the shelf, see you next Sunday. And that's it. And then people wonder why they ain't got no victory. Come on, man. Dude, it's got to be a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith. It's a lifestyle. And it's not a bad one either. Woo, glory to God. Why? Because greater is he that's in you, hallelujah, than he that's in the world. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. I'm telling you, the world, you guys, is peddling doubt and unbelief. The world is peddling hate. The world is peddling the victim mentality. These people, they get caught, you know, in their mess and their goofed upness and their sin, and then they, they lay down and play the victim. Oh, you know, they're just after me. No, dude, you're wrong. Am I in the right house? You know? But that's, that's what happens. People buy into that junk. You know, it's, the world is peddling fear. Stop being afraid. Stop being afraid. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but power. Everybody say power. And love. Say love. And a sound mind, dude, come on. But you know, if you're listening to all this stuff, and and people do, I mean, it's like an addiction. And you just got to shut it off. Okay. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, praise God. You're more than a conqueror through him that loved you. Look at this verse with me. Turn to... to, uh, Romans. Y'all glad you came today? Uh, we'll wrap this thing up here. Look at Romans chapter 8 with me real quick, and then we'll come to a close. Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul again is writing, Glory to God, I tell you, I love Paul. I mean, I love Paul. I mean, you talk about a man's man. You talk about, hey, let's, let's swing, let's swing for, the, for the bleachers, baby. I, I love Paul. Notice what he says here. In, in this particular opening. This is not the voice of the defeated. This is, this is not the voice of a victim. Now, if anybody wanted to play the victim card, Paul could have. I mean, he had a, I mean, his pedigree, woo, you talk about going through it. But he said, no, 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 and all these things, glory to God. Well, let's read it here. Notice what it says in 31. It says, this is Romans chapter 8, verse 31. It says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, 
but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who is going to lay a charge, anything, uh, as a charge to God's elect? Everybody say, I'm his elect. You're his elect. You're of God, little children. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. He said, it's God that justifies. Goes on to say, who then is he that condemns? It's Christ that died, yes, rather is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who's going to separate us from the love of God? I mentioned this earlier. Shall persecution, distress, persecution, persecution, read that twice, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword, as it's written. He said in verse 37, no. Everybody say no. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Glory to God forevermore. And you can read the rest of it there. Hallelujah. You know, in the book of Revelations, when John seen Jesus, come on now, we're talking about the king. Hallelujah. The all-sufficient, magnificent one. He said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me and said to me, fear not, I am the first and I am the last. Woo! Come on now. I am he that lives and was dead, but behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and I have the keys of hell and of death. Glory to God, the victor. Hallelujah. Write these things which you have seen and the things which are and the things that shall be hereafter. Hey, don't get to heaven and hear the words, hey, I told you so. Huh? No, when you get to heaven, you want to say, I'm glad you, be-. you want to hear, I'm glad you believed what I said and walked in the light of it. Hallelujah. What a trophy. What a victory. What a blessing. What a glory to do it for the king, to believe in what it is that he said. He said, I have the keys, baby. That means authority. No higher. And it's all his. You, child of God, have been given victory over death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. You've been given victory over sin. You've been given victory over hell and its behavior. You know, some people act like hell in their homes, the way they talk, what they say, things they do. Well, guess what? Thank God you've overcome all that mess. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to participate in it. And you don't have to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Love can be that, 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 that existing presence that's in your home. Not hate. Not browbeating. Not condescending. Not saying words of harshness. Not doing things to cut or to wound or to hurt somebody. But thank God words that edify. Words that build up. Words that bring blessing. Glory to God. You be the catalyst. Well, I'm waiting on somebody else. No, you be the one. Hallelujah. Take the lead. Stand out. Be the person who loves when nobody else wants to. Glory to God forevermore. Are you listening to me? Some of you are looking at me. I'm not really sure how you're looking at me, but you're looking at me. Hallelujah. I mean, he's given you victory over oppression, depression, lack and deficiency, hopelessness, bitterness, unforgiveness, judgmentalism, <laughs> if there is such a word. No longer critical. He's given you victory over sickness, disease, and for, I'm telling you what, praise God, he became and he is your champion. Hallelujah, everybody say, he's my champion. He's your champion. Hallelujah. You know, you feel like, man, death warmed over. You feel like a Mack truck ran you down. Glory to God. You could just stand up and say, glory to God. He is my champion. You'd be surprised at what that would do for you if you just do it. You know, anybody can have a song, you know, sad song, but thank God I've been delivered. I said, I've been delivered. 
I said, I've been delivered. Everybody say, I've been delivered. You've been delivered. Woo, glory to God. You have been delivered. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things, hallelujah, have become new. Amen. Christ redeemed you. Everybody say, I'm redeemed. Yeah, he redeemed you from the curse of the law being made a curse for you so that the blessing of God, the blessing of Abraham actually, would come upon you. That you might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Glory to God. I'm telling you guys, you're on the winning team. Hallelujah. Honey, you want to get up there on that? Well, not climb up on it, but you know what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Just <sighs> You've been delivered from failing circumstances, from guilt and failure, from unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, fleshly dominance. Listen to this verse of Scripture. This is the last one, I promise. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because usually that didn't happen. But listen to this Scripture. Listen to this Scripture. Listen to this Scripture. Listen to this Scripture. This is a New Living Translation. For every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Listen to me. How many of you believe today that Jesus is the Son of God? Then that verse, 1 John 5 and 4, out of the New Living Translation, belongs to you. Let, let me read it to you again. Every child of God defeats this evil world. I mean, if they take your life, you win. Huh? You know, if they do whatever it is they do, you win. Every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Well, my dear friends, He is the Son of God. He came, bled, and died so that you and I could win. And thank God we have the privilege of being able to respond to Him and to follow Him and to live within that victory in each and every one of our lives. So I want to encourage you this morning. I hope you've been encouraged. Because I tell you what, you're on the winning team. Some people, some people may live and die and never know it. But thank God you know it. And you can walk in the light of it. Everybody say it together. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why don't you stand with me and we'll pray and then we'll have communion together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, today as we gather in that name that is above every name, the matchless and the most majestic name of all, the name of Jesus, Father, I want to thank you for your presence in our lives. But I also thank you, Father God, for being here amongst us. I thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to men and women here today. And that, God, the encouragement of the Scriptures and the power of the Spirit of God within them, Father, has enabled them to be able to make decisions and choices that will honor and magnify you. So we thank you today, Father, for victory in every one of our lives, even those that are listening, Father, by Internet, that they too have been able to realize what it is that you have done for them, and that, God, we can walk in the light of your living word. And so we thank you today, Father God, for your blessing. Let's just pray together. I want you to pray out loud this prayer. Follow me in this prayer. Say it with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the victory that's in you. I thank you that it's mine because Jesus made it possible. Thank you, Lord, for giving me victory over death, hell, and the grave. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing in my life as a child of yours, as one who has overcome. Thank you, Lord, for helping me to see my circumstance as you do. And I thank you, Lord, for victory. Glory to God. While every head's bowed, every eye's closed, even those of you that may be watching over the Internet, if you've never asked Christ to come into your heart, be the Lord of your life. You know, there, there is no life without Jesus. He is the author of life. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And he said that whoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
but we're the ones that has to do the calling. It's not a matter of fate. It's not a matter of, you know, some, you know, divine, you know, design that only these or whoever receives. No, it's your choice. And he makes an offer to you today so that you can know him in a real and a personal way. So while every head is bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around, if you've never asked Christ to come into your heart, be the Lord of your life, listen, today is the day of salvation, friend. Now is the accepted time. And if you're here and you've never done it, you say, God, I want to know you, just raise your hand up wherever you're standing. We'll pray with you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. And maybe you're here today and you're away from God. You know, sometimes people get away from God. They believe lies and different things and they, you know, they get soured. Well, I tell you what, God has an open door, an invitation for you to be restored. Hallelujah. Back into right fellowship. So, again, while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, if no one looking around here, but if you're here and you say, I want to get back to God, let us see your hand. Let us pray with you. Let's believe God. And I'll tell you what, praise God, things turn around. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you. Amen. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else before we pray? Those of you watching by internet, if you responded to either one of those in your heart before the Lord, we're going to pray a prayer. I want you just to pray it out loud. Pray it loud enough for you to hear it. And I want you to just let your heart agree with what it is that you're praying here right now. Say this with me, everyone. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today without any reservation. Forgive me, Lord, for all my sin. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I receive you as my Savior. And I thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, isn't he a wonderful God? Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Well, if you want to give him a hand, why don't you just go ahead and give him a hand. Come on.